Hi, it's Hayden here, and you're listening to the Man in the Mirror podcast. You're very welcome along, and if you haven't joined me before, Man in the Mirror is a podcast where each week I talk to a male guest, and we discuss grooming, self-care, self-image, we talk about work, life, and I ask the guest about what they really think about the man who looks back at them in the mirror. Now, this week I went over to North London to the headquarters of Heath, and I met co-founder Harry Aronson. Um, seems very apt. It's International Podcast Day uh, this week on, on the 30th of September. So I decided to do something special. Now, Heath are a brand that I've long admired and, and to be honest, I've been using long before I <laughs> dreamt of doing the podcast or, or got involved. And um, I really like their products. I like the democratic nature of what they do. It's not over-expensive, but it's really effective and they're products that you can find on on most high streets. So I was really keen to find out more about the brand and about the people behind it. So, yeah, I was real thrilled to go to the Heath offices and to meet Harry. Um, Harry is one of the co-founders with his father. He's going to tell me much more about it. Now, um, I don't know if you know some of the Heath products. I'm sure you've seen them on, um, on the shelves in store. But for me, I mean, the Probably the, the hero product for me that I use all the time, day and night, is the eye serum, which comes um, with a, a sort of metal rollerball, just a great product, really kind of wakes up my face, wakes up the, the eye area in the morning, and I, I do suffer from some dark circles, and I've, I've noticed over the year, two years, that I've been using the eye serum, it's definitely, it's definitely sort of decreased the, the dark circles and just makes my skin feel a bit more energised, um, I also use the uh, the face wash, as we discuss in the podcast. And um, yeah, it's a great product line and one that's going to expand further for sure. They're, um, they're available internationally now. There's a real made in England focus. And um, yeah, it's a brand that seems to work really well, which no doubt you'll be aware of. But I think you're really going to enjoy hearing more about the, the story of the brand and, and the people behind it. So, so here we go. It's Harry Aronson, who is the co-founder of Heath talking to me, Hayden Williams, on the Man in the Mirror podcast. Let's go. Welcome along to Man in the Mirror. It's Hayden here, and um, I'm back at the home studio. I'm in northwest London in the Heath office with Harry Aronson. Hi, Harry. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for hosting me here at Heath. And really cool to, to see the space and to see some of the products and, and obviously to see how far it's come in, what, seven, seven or eight years, is it, since technically it started in... On the show was May 2017. Right. I think conceptually in my head, two years before that. Right. Yeah. And it's great that you sort of go back to the the origin story, if you like, because there was something about a squash game. And, and yeah, great <laughs> to hear, hear how squash interplays into well, your story. The, the good news is my, my squash is now better than it was before. Good. Uh, good. And, and, and now actually, luckily, so it's my uh, grooming routine. <laughs> uh, it, it started, um, me and my dad, squash was the sport we used to play together. Right. He now won't play because I beat him. Great. But, As it should be. Yeah. And after a game of squash, we go into the locker rooms and I take out the brand I won't give a shout out to, but a very good brand I take out there is actually the shaving cream. And he takes out his shaving cream from a much cheaper, more mass brand. Yep. And we're speaking, he's like, why are you spending so much money on this product? It's no difference. My one does the job. I'm like, no, trust me, try this product. You'll see a difference. You're going to enjoy the experience more. The, the um, efficacy is better. The result will be better. So he tries it. 
comes out, I was like, actually, Krampert's really, really good. And then him being in the industry as well, working um, in, in a female brand, he understood the manufacturing process, what could be done, almost fell off the uh, chair when he realized how much money I spent on this set <laughs> shaving cream. And he said, why don't we started talking and we're like, there should be a brand that caters in the middle. Yeah. Why am I using one brand? My father's using another. Yeah. Shouldn't we both be using a brand because we had the same desire and we wanted the same thing from the product, yeah. yet we were using two different products. But I think what you identified was, you know, now in retrospect seems completely sensible, but actually to find that sort of sweet spot of something that, you know, has good efficacy, is good quality, but is available widely. And I feel like Heath is, you know, slap bag in that space and was probably quite a pioneer there. Yeah, well, I think with, with all industries, men's, men's skincare, men's grooming, depending how you define it, is, is new. So you always yeah. had brands, we thought we were very smart because we had, oh, let's now... Look at the market. You had loads of mass brands on the left-hand side mm. of axes. The expensive brands, you had loads of no one in the middle. Yeah. So well, hang on. Oh, we've got a gap in the market. This is what we want to do because what we call this everyday luxury. Yeah. We're not cheap. So you're not buying us on price. You're buying it as an educated decision. So yeah, it's a luxurious yeah, yeah. purchase. But it, it's still, you're not afraid to use it every day. Yeah. So it's that everyday luxury was something we wanted to take to the market. But when we realized it wasn't to get them the market, because like he, we've got two jobs. We're educating the customer by the mass market. Uh -huh. Spend a little bit more, you will see a difference. It's not all a fancy advertising campaign. We are pulling higher quality ingredients at better levels in the formulations. And at the more expensive event, with the other hat, we're also trying to explain to people who have a much higher propensity to spend, you don't need to spend that much to get that benefit, to feel special, to get yeah. great customer service. So, so you're, and you're talking about, therefore, to those guys, you're talking more about the quality of the ingredients and, and you know, the kind of things that are within each yeah. bro. Correct. And actually, it's funny because on the math end, it's more we're educating about the benefits of the formula. Yeah. On the premium end, it's actually more they want to feel special about They're using a brand that makes them... It's, so it's, it's a lifestyle. Exactly, a lifestyle brand that they're, they're, they're proud to use and they think endorses their lifestyle. So what were you up to before, Heath? I had Very. a completely different job where I worked for a private equity fund um, doing asset management in real estate. One of those guys in the city. Yeah. By Moorgate Moore, was my local station, so very much okay. in the city. Yeah. So which I guess was, well, I mean, I'm sure it was a fantastic job anyway, but useful in a way because you must have had lots of friends and, and knowing that world, yeah. knowing the potential for something like this and, and perhaps seeing this gap and knowing these guys that are going to benefit from it. Yeah, no, you're spot on, I think. Yeah, I learned a lot from that. It was number one, obviously, working in a male-dominated environment, seeing yeah. people had different grooming routines, different habits, wanted different things from their products as well. Yeah. And as well as my, my Excel costings are very, very good as well. So I, You're good with an Excel? Yeah, I'm very good with an Excel. <laughs> I think, I don't know if the team like it or not, but yeah. What one of my strengths? Many tabs. Yes, many tabs. <laughs> many different colours as well. Colours is a good trick. Love it. With Heath, I mean, like, you know, on the podcast, talk to lots of founders and, and you know, different brands in the space, you know, all kinds of range. But, you know, what did you see, was there a sort of central problem that you felt that you wanted to answer with yeah. Heath? Good question, and it's a hard one. Sounds a bit like a dragon's <laughs> Yeah, but it's a good, it's it's a good but... question because without a doubt, we had a problem we wanted to, to address, which I can go into, but it's also with a brand, how we view it is a brand is there to serve a community. So obviously yeah. we bring out and we have our own ideas as a brand, 
but we need to get feedback to, are we actually making things that people want? want? Yeah, yeah. So we obviously had the original outset of what we want to do, but it is a moving, it's like a living organism. It changes over time. Yeah. So as people's demands change, as their tastes change, we also need to solve a different problem probably in 10 years that we're solving now. And I guess we can get into it later on, but but over the period that Keith has been around, I think even in those seven years, probably attitudes to grooming and skincare from from the guys that you used to work with and my friends, it does feel like it's evolving. Ma- ma- massively changed. And I think what's really interesting, us being an international business, it's at different stages all over the world. So yeah. some markets that you wouldn't expect are way more developed and other markets are underdeveloped. So yeah. we, we, we have to be attuned to the UK, which is obviously our home market. The one that Is the UK the biggest market? The UK is the biggest. Um, our, our core focus, we are made in England brand. Yeah. So for that as well, we want to be championing the best of British manufacturing and the best British factories. But again, we want to we are aggressive of what we want to be doing. So without a doubt, we want to use the UK as our kind of the launch pad for mm. overseas um, success. Sort of test bed. Of, yeah. yeah. And where are the places that skincare and male grooming is further developed that surprised you? So Poland is a very developed market. Really? Yep. And that's to be developed. Um, the, the, amount, well, the percentage of men that use skincare in the routine is that's much okay. higher than the UK. US is very underdeveloped. Yeah, so the UK is more advanced than the US. What do you think it is about somewhere like Poland then? I wish I knew. I, I think just different different traditions, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't want to make up something. But you're happy enough that they buy ETH. Yeah, so. well, yeah we just launched in Poland. Oh, did you? Nice shout out to Hebby, who is one of their largest grocery channels. And Thunes and Big up to Hebby. Yeah. We love you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Look, and we'll, we'll come back to talking much more about ETH further on in, in the discussion but as you know with with man in the mirror you know part of it is just to find out about different men's routines and, and no doubt you know you coming into this space and, and you mentioned this uh, locker room of the squash court and you know having certain products i'm sure Heath features heavily in your morning and evening oh, routine and a very big Add round round for Heath. Heath. i think they're great oh, yeah, but it'd be great just to, to hear a little bit about your Morning and evening routine, yep. you know, products that people might um, want to take into yep. their own teams and, and the kind of reasons that you get them. So I think I'd start with I am a morning person. So my morning routine is much more important to me than yeah. evening routine. So it's a bit more extensive in the morning. M- more extensive means more to me by the evening I'm tired and there's not much thought yeah. that goes into it. Water, babe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I brush my teeth, shout out there. Good. Um, but my morning routine will start, wake up in the morning. If I wake up before my alarm, I'm already very happy. What's kind of alarm time? Alarm time is six, normally I'll be up for well, then. That's good. Yeah, it's good. You're an early, you are an early. Uh, uh, early riser. Was that from city days? No, to be honest, it's really the last few years. Really? I, I enjoy the mornings more, so I'm making a focus to try and be more present in the mornings and the evenings. And then you go have at three o'clock and go to bed. I wish. Yeah. That's good. Why one day? And um, ice cold shower in the morning. Do you? Yep. Very Wim Hof stuff. Like, like no hot in it. No, I would do, I would eventually, so I start off with warm. Okay. And then I mentally prepare myself to get my shower to go as cold as possible. And then I try to do about two minutes in there. However, I, I could do this. I don't time it, so I don't know mentally if I'm doing five seconds or three <laughs> minutes, but I tell myself I'm doing two minutes. So, and I try and up it every few weeks, every month. After my ice cold shower, what do you what do you feel? Because oh, yeah, lots of people do Wim Hof and all this. Yes, yeah, so what what for you? What are these benefits of getting good good super cold? And so, number one, 
you don't think of much apart from breathe when you're in the shower. Yes, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're just you're just breathing. So actually, by not focusing on anything, it's quite relaxing. Yeah, um, yeah. And as well, there's meant to be long-term benefits. I haven't. I don't know if I've seen them yet in terms of what it does for you. But as well, it's a very nice accomplishment of getting out the shower. Like, yes, I've done that. Yeah. So in that sense, as well, it's one of those kind of tick boxes in the morning. You're starting your day doing something that you may not have wanted to do. Yeah. So in that sense, that yeah. kind of building that resistance psychologically for me has benefits. And a cost of living crisis, you know, you're not using yeah, it, hot water. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So yeah, yeah. N- another silver lining. <laughs> and um, and then after that, my first product I'll use is, um, shout out to Keith Face Wash. Yes. So two in one, the charcoal. Yeah, it, the, the, the formula looks black because you've got activated charcoal and black lava. The black lava is effectively there to replace microbead. So it gets rid of the dead skin which again, living in the city, you accumulate a lot quicker. Yeah. And then as well, after that, I will be using one of my hair and body brushes. I do have a favorite. I know they say as a parent, you should love all your love kids. all equally. But I don't. I relax. Who's your favorite child? Rela- relax is my favorite. Okay. And the other two. The oldest one we vitalize probably needs to shake up. And then rescue is the middle child to talk about <laughs> middle child problems. And then... So I do my face wash in the morning and I also do the hand body wash work yeah. by shower gel and shampoo two in one. And yeah. that, to be honest, in the morning as much as I do on a Monday yeah. to Friday. Nothing more complicated than that outside the shower. So by the way, I do that in the shower. Yeah. So we have- mentioned that face wash there, Ari. Yeah. Like it's, it's, um, I, I think it's a great product. It's, it's also in my morning routine at the moment. And I think, yeah. I did think your skin looked good. Bless you. Thank you. That's very kind. Uh, as is yours. You're about 20 years younger than me. Um, no, it's a, it's a really good product. And I think, yeah, that I, I want that sort of gentle exfoliation, but certainly don't want to be thinking about putting stuff that shouldn't be in the sea, yeah. into the sea. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, and, I, and and also I think with the, the charcoal, it doesn't, it feels like it absorbs quickly, but it, it you know isn't you know sometimes when you use those darker products and it's still all over your hands and you've still got it all up yeah. your face. I think it, you know it washes out really nicely yeah. and smells good. Yeah, and I think it's a really great. But product. that was actually the challenge because we designed yeah, it to be used in the shower because what we want to do is again like we, we touched on earlier like who, who is he for and it's for someone who's got a busy life. Yeah, so we're saying that we want to make products like easy to use in your routine. So it's yeah. it's not just the ingredients and the formula; it's how you're using it. Cool. So we thought if we can do a exfoliate and a cleanser in the shower, amazing. Because it's, it's logical, isn't it? Because actually, it's sort of much easier under the nozzle to get all that stuff yeah. off, mm-hmm. I reckon. Yeah. With our one, yes. Like yeah. those, I'm, I'm not sure how easy it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't used another face wash for quite a while. <laughs> Sorry, we got, and we got, so we got on to that we're out of the shower, you've done the, the shower gel, the shampoo, yep. the face wash. That is when I brush my teeth, very important for Excellent. me. Try to do two minutes in the morning, but sometimes I can. I get distracted. You, my lovely favorite black Marvis toothpaste. Oh, yeah. They're good, aren't they? The yeah. Marvis ones. I've got uh, well, one of the, I don't know what, one of the, the green one anyway, no. but it's good. And then what I would do is we recently launched a serum. So depending on the time of year, if we're in winter, when your skin needs more help, I put yeah. our Protect Serum. Yeah. Again, I put it out there in the summer. I won't do that because I don't need it. Yeah. Um, I just do straight to our oil control moisturizer because my skin is slightly oily. Me too. Um, and then I'm trying different hair products at the moment. What, what are you into in terms of hair? I'm on the perfect, I'm on the search, which I've been for a long time for the perfect hair styling product. Yeah. So I always go through many. I've got some better and some worse. I still haven't found the perfect one. And what are you trying to do with it? I wouldn't. No, I'm not. I, 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 I have but, uh, slightly long hair, so I want it to be slicked back. Yeah. 
a little bit wavy and stay there the whole day. Because what right. I find is I got my sweet spot where my hair looks good at 11 in the morning. If I'd been running around by 5 p.m., I look like a crazy professor without <laughs> an app. So I want, I, want, I want something that lasts the day. I know what you mean that. And I, I'm, I overdo a haircut. And I think it's the same. I feel like when I, if I leave the house, it's fine. Yep. But by now, it's just getting a bit bigger and more like Lionel Blair. It's like the twilight hour. Yeah. You, have, you have a short period where the hair looks good and I'm trying to work out which brand has mastered that. Um, and where are you at the moment? Where am I at the moment? I am using Hans de Foucault. Okay. So I'm going through all of their different styles. So I've got about 12 products. They yeah. a nice little sampling set. So I'm yeah. going through there. Um, but yeah, I've tried... I've been doing this for about six, seven years, trying a hair styling product. Yeah. Um, so I, and it's not just on price. So I found sometimes the cheaper ones do better. The yeah. expensive ones could be packaging. But for me, yeah, fragrance isn't important. It's purely how long can I get the right hold? And are you a fragrance fan? Do you have fragrance into your... Funnily enough, I never. I used to use it on special occasions. Yeah. And because it was for quote-unquote special occasions, it wasn't in my routine. Right. So I did it very infrequently. And recently, I'm using a beautiful fragrance from um, Frederick Mel. Oh, which one? Um, Musk. Oh, great. Yeah. So I love that. And I'm now using that about five days a week. So yeah. Making more days special, I guess. Yeah. Well, I would, Frederick Mel is proper good product. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a real pioneer in that idea of showcasing the perfumer themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fantastic range. So it's, it's interesting. So um, you don't feel like it's it's something that needs to be there every day. Like, you you know, you, you know, it's absolutely, people have different views on this, but it's, for you, it's more of a kind of special... It, for me, it's more, the spe- it's, yeah, for me, more special occasion, maybe partly to do, to do with the cost. Um, yeah, and as well. Because those Frederick Miles are not cheap. No, they're not cheap. At least they get them in the airport. Yes. Shout out duty free. <laughs> I'm coming for you one day. And it was more, I think, just psychologically from going to an all boys school. You used to remember the guys that put way too much, whatever, leaves yeah. or perfume, oh, whatever the smells was. I was like, that's not the type of person I want to be. Yeah. So now, yeah, I think I smell that my deodorant. Yeah. I, but it, it seems like it's always a phase that boys go through, isn't it? And I was, said a few times, I always feel like I'm slagging off my son on the podcast, but he's 15 now and he definitely now sort of coming out the other end of Link's world, you know, yeah. just too many cans of that and strange different, yeah. you know. I bought smell. the Link's Marmite recently in the, in the uh, local news agent. What? Yeah. Africa meets Marmite. Are you serious? Yeah, upstairs. It's a Marmite in there. Yeah. I can't get my head around no. it. Don't tell your son, I don't think you'll be enjoying the smell lingering around the house. Is it hideous? Is it as hideous as it sounds? Yes. Unless you love Lynx Africa and you love Marmites. And that combination is an even more quiet taste. I mean, I think I need to buy one just to serve. I'll give you a spell upstairs after. Thanks very much. My son had um, cookies and leather, which is the most... Too weird. Too weird yeah. things that you don't want yeah. to find together. But they've got the new... They're like the new vapes. You've got all these magical things yeah. coming out. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Up there. Development with Lynx. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, um, so you, in, when you talked about hair care, yeah. do you think ultimately is that something that you want to get into with Heath, into yeah. that space? Funnily enough, hair care is something we've been working on for about two and a half, three years. And yeah, it's definitely something yeah. we want to be going into as a, we are a skincare brand, yeah. um, first and foremost, but actually we play in the wider wellness sector. So who knows where our business will change in terms of our, our categories. Mm. But we've looked at hair care is something that's very important. So yeah. you've got obviously people that are spending lots of time and effort looking after their face, but actually men are incredibly concerned with 
hair loss, quality of hair, hair growth, color of hair. It's a whole yeah. very big area that has been served quite well by some brands, um, but we think we can be adding value to the category. I th- yeah, I mean, it sounds like it makes a lot of sense. And, and you mentioned wellness there, and, yeah. and I guess these the terms get bandied around yeah. quite a lot, and, 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 and perhaps it, you know, it was more prevalent in some female products. Yeah. Previously, but now, of course, you know, it's in the lexicon for, for all of us. How do you see wellness and Heath and products? Where do you see yeah. yourself no. fitting in there? Again, I think it's like a living organism. So it does change over time. Yeah. But obviously, in, in Heath, as its current kind of form, we are predominantly a skincare brand. Yeah. So you're putting on products to make yourself. And we say it's not about just looking good. It's about feeling good. Mm. There's something definitely... As people have become more aware of their, their kind of emotions and, and mental health, there's something very special about taking that time out, whether it's a morning routine yeah. or whether it's an evening routine. But I know I've got my uh, 15, 20 seconds, I put my moisturizer on in the morning. Again, I'm in the mirror, I'm calm. It's almost kind of therapeutic slash meditative. Yeah. So we see that as part of the wellness because again, you're you're doing something that's better for yourself. It's yes. not just vanity. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, that's where we, we are very much aware of what's going on in the wellness space. Yeah. No, and I think you're right. And I think there's a lot to be said for routines, fostering wellness and, and yeah. And and that thing of making yourself know that you've taken that time for yourself yeah. and, and taken those steps projects a, a feeling of confidence yeah. and wellness and all this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and can be incredibly yeah. important. I, th- I think you said that, well, it's about taking time out for yourself. And it doesn't matter if it's five seconds or five hours, there is that benefit of kind of, yeah, taking a step back and doing something purely for yourself. Mm. And we should talk about the the evening. So you said it, the morning's a little bit more extensive. Yeah. What, what would you do before you go to bed? So evening, again, depends on the time of year, not, not to get too fancy, but we have recently launched a repair serum, which is our nighttime anti-aging serum. We were developing that for quite a while. And so I've been using that in my routine while we've been changing the activities for about two years. So again, right. I find that very nice. You've got a beautiful uh, lavender essential oil in there. Um, and to help sleep and everything. Help sleep, and then I will brush my teeth again. Perfect. I, I wonder, you know, we talk about when you got into the business, well, did it feel like a big step to jump in and, and move away from the career that you had? I mean, obviously your yeah. your dad is, was in this in this world already. I'm yeah. sure that was a help, but did, did it feel like a big leap to say, well, you know, let's do this, let's start this? It definitely was a very big leap. But because I think I was so excited by the opportunity and also kind of being able to, in the reason of control my own destiny, the mm. excitement kind of, I just went straight into it and have never really looked back. And obviously yeah. it started, although we are still a small business, we were a tiny business. So it yeah. started just me walking around with a metal tin. I <laughs> going to barbers because again, you. So they were the first customers. Because we, we, we looked at and we go, well, where do men, all men go, go into their barbers? Mm. And I had the sales pitch to a barber of, if you've got a man in your chair for half an hour, you've got blade to their net, you should be able to get them to buy a 15 pound moisturizer. Mm. So it started with my days when you're really out on the road to the sales. Do you remember the first place that took an order? Um, first place that took an order actually was, we still work with a guy today, was a store called Odell's Studios. Uh, Odell, it was called Odell's in Soho. Right. And like so, a barbershop. No, it was, that was actually a lifestyle store. Oh, the okay. barber store we were early on in a few, um, in Manchester. Yeah. And a few in Birmingham. London was harder to crack. Yeah. Um, and I, I've still got the metal tin today that I go around with. Um, um, so, yeah, so it's been a slow, depending on the perspective, slow or quick progression to kind of, yeah, what we, I now do and what we do as a business on our, on our day to day. 
I love hearing these stories of how, you know, how, how businesses evolve and develop. And it does feel like, I mean, you know, seven years isn't that long ago. No, I remember what I was doing seven years ago. And it's amazing to think where it's got to and the kind of places you're, you're in now. And, and talk to me a bit about the look and feel of Heath. Because it always strikes me as, you know, you talked about where you sit in the sector and it's kind of this, this sweet spot in, in the middle, and, you know, and not to denigrate some of the supermarket or, or high street products because obviously Heath is present in places like Boots mm -hmm. and that's amazing. But, but you know, sometimes some of the look and feel and design can feel a bit sort of garish and like yeah. it's shouting at you and all this that. And then I suppose you can go ultra high end. But but ultimately, I, I, still, I still think it's it's important what things look like because yeah. they're going to be on your bathroom shelf yeah. on your in your counter whatever it is so what were you trying to do with Heath and it's got this great kind of racing green yeah. a signature colour yeah. what was what was your yeah. thinking there um, and actually you, you touched on something that was important to us when we were designing the products again as I said we are everyday luxury yeah. we wanted something that someone to proud to have outside, not just behind the cabinet mirror that they're embarrassed to use, but something yeah. you're proud to show off. So we always knew that yeah. if we wanted to kind of get the penetration and the adoption of our products, aesthetic was high, highly important. Yeah. And really we just did mood boards. So we kind of went right. and go, who's the type of customer we want to attract? What are the what are the elements we like? So we liked the artisanal kind of movement. And you've got the, when we launched Teeth, they had all the kind of um, small batch gym brands were coming along. Okay. So we looked at the gym brands. And so we saw, ah, oh, there were beautiful wrapped labels around the product. Mm. And that's why you have on the heat product a wrapped around band. Where does the green come from? Very egotistically, my favorite color is green. So I want to have a green product. As good a reason as any. Yeah. And then the racing green was inspired by the old vintage um, E-Tap Jag color. So oh, we looked okay, at yeah. the band tone, nice. wants to make it. Where green also is, is very nice. It's kind of, it's modern, it's traditional. It doesn't really go out of date, but mm. it's not boring. Or black sort of color, but it's not, it's not one of those garish colors or non color, yeah. So it's something that we think will hopefully stand um, the test of time. And then, so that was the green, that was the cream wrapped label, yeah. And the cream, as I said, was the gin. And then we did something very subtle of women are still very large purchasers of male products because mm -hmm. of the men in their life, yeah. Whether it's a son, husband, boyfriend, just a friend, yeah. And, and so we wanted something that was stylish and men would like to have on their shelf. Also women would want to buy for their men in their yeah. life. So we put very cheeky um, copper under an overline on the HE and it's Heath for Heath. So that as well was kind of the small touch of design yeah. and element to be added on. And then that's really been it. That's what inspired us. Well, I think it, yeah, I think it seems to really hit the spot and it, yeah, it got that sort of classy look to it. But it, you know, I could see it, we're in, we're in one of the Heath offices so we've got the full range there. And it's funny when you, talk about colours and, you know, we all know intrinsically how important it is, but actually when you go into some shops and you're looking at the range and, you know, men's products, there's quite a lot of uniformity yeah. around, you know, oranges or yeah. kind of quite garish blues and things. So it's really nice to have this sort of much more tranquil, calming kind of racing green. I think it works really well. I think that's also where, well, yeah, my mum has got a fantastic kind. Something she made us always do was every time when we had lots of iterations of what the product would look like, she said, put it on the shelf against your competitors. Yeah. And bought, because there's one thing I think if you're trying to design a brand of thinking, oh, unless you're setting up your own store, you will realize you are going into a crowded marketplace. So yeah. And to num make sure it stands out. Yeah. And you, you can't be sort of too arrogant to think that, you know, the, the consumer has a choice. Right? Yeah. So the, you, 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 it doesn't exist in a, yeah. in a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just think it's, yeah, I think it's really 
interesting, you know, thinking about the branding and 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 where it sits. Because you know, we talked about the fact that it's in places like Boots. I mean, it you know, it must be it must be sort of important to you to be something that men can find quite easily yeah. on the high street, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously, there's there's beautiful brands and things that are super expensive, but not everyone's got the ability to pop into yeah. a you know, a city centre department yeah. store or somewhere mm-hmm. fancy. So was it, I guess it must have been a, a real um, proud moment when you could get yeah. into somewhere that everyone can find and yeah. it's quite democratic. Well, there's, a, there's a fantastic stat and I, w- I won't get it wrong, but hopefully I get the essence of it. It's like 90 odd percent of the population in the UK are with like a 10 minute drive of a boot store. Really? Yeah. Well, they've got so many. Are we all surprised? So it's kind of, for us, it was at the start, we were actually always nervous about opening up to kind of, the larger retailers, because it's like, again, a brand can be like a child, you want to nurture it, look after it, maybe yeah. it's getting the right TLC. Um, and then we got to the stage where we realised that actually, what is the point of having this brand if you're not making it as accessible as possible? We, yeah. we are here to serve customers, therefore we want to put it in front of the customers. And then with the support of these big retailers, obviously you're getting more sales and you can reinvest that back into the brand to still make sure it's keeping that kind of, that special element. So yeah. you don't need to, if you're opening up your kind of accessibility, um, you should be smart about how you still keep the desirability at mm. the same time. Mm. And do you have a certain, I mean, maybe it was right back to the beginning, but do, do you have a certain man in mind? You know, is there a sort of Heath man? I mean, Ideally, to be honest, is it you? Do, if I do, no, nah, <laughs> I do use it. So I'm doing yeah. well, it no. Um, it's really as many men as possible. Um, yeah. Obviously, we, we speak to a core customer, someone who lives in the city, has a healthy lifestyle, um, is a conscious sweat word, um, but makes conscious decisions or educated decisions. They, yeah. they, they, they'll go to the shelf and they'll spend time looking at what they're buying. Yes, again, but not the cheapest. Or informed purchaser. Yeah, and, and exactly, an yeah. informed purchaser, someone where ethos is important. So we do have a, a core customer, but really, every time we hear someone using the product as a brand, we're happy. We yeah. really... Come one, come all. Yeah, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned that we touched on hair care and that that, that might be yeah. in the sort of route map somewhere. Is it, it, uh, are there other things this year in the pipeline yeah. for the brand new? Yes, coming. No, no, thanks for asking. So, yeah, this year we're very excited. For the first time ever, we're going into Christmas gifting in a big way. So, we're oh, doing yeah. four bespoke sets, again, launching in Boots. Great. Thank you, Boots. Thank you. Um, and so, that would be this year. And then next year, all goes well, we'll be doing hair care. Great. Um, and then we've got other categories we'll be going after as well within men's grooming. And then in terms of the future, it's kind of, well... We only play a certain role at the moment of what you're putting onto your face and mm-hmm. what goes inside your body. So yeah. that, if we do continue to expand product categories, would be the third stage. Yeah, very exciting. And I suppose you know, once you have men who trust you and like the, the products, and then hopefully they're prepared to come with you and try Heath out in other yeah. areas, I suppose. Yeah, correct. And I think as well, what, what we've learned is, where well, we're working on hair care, we say we are now experts in skincare and it's not us as a brand although we have improved our kind of our expertise but we're very lucky where we work with phenomenal labs but not phenomenal chemists so we've kind of over seven years worked out which kind of people align to our view and just people them they've got kind of hundreds of years of experience so that's where kind of we've got these contacts we're getting this knowledge and we now want to kind of put in front of customers at a kind of we call it a thoughtful price yeah makes sense so Harry the name of the podcast is man in the mirror and I always like to ask what you think when you when you look in the mirror you know and it, I suppose it's you, know, you can take it however you like whether it's about actually the kind of 
appearance that looks yeah. back at you or, or, you know, how you think about self-image or, yeah. you know, where you're at in your life. Yeah. So you're in your early th- 30? Just turned 30. Just turned 30. So, yeah, well, I mean, how do you... When you when you sort of you got up and you had your yeah. shower and you were licking the mirror, what was the thing? If, if I if I take a second out to stop, if I'm looking in the mirror, it's more I'd say I'm looking at it from the emotional angle. Okay, and I would say if I look in the mirror, I am excited and scared at the same time. Excited by the opportunity, but also scared that you never know what the future is going to hold. I think there's probably a healthy balance in there, isn't there? Of of yeah, to be kind of excited about yeah. what's to come, but just to proceed with course. Yeah, exactly. I think in the opportunity of yeah, anyone that kind of obviously the current world we live in, you've got so much opportunity. Yeah. And kind of yeah. So making sure I said the scared nature of making are you making the best out of your current situation? So yeah. The excitement, but also on that flip side you've got the uh, responsibility too. Yeah. And you you mentioned a few times about the seeing the brand. I think it was really interesting. They seeing it as a a living dynamic organism. So I guess that plays into that as well. You kind of don't know how it's evolving and what what's the future is going to bring and yeah. you know, hope it's all good. But you know, I guess you have to be alive to challenges that are going to come along for the brand and other people and what's happening in the space that you're in. Yeah, oh, yeah I think, yeah. yeah, there you said it spot on. And finally, Harry, what makes you happy? Makes me happy. Apart from people using Heath? Yes, apart from that. Apart from that. That's, that's the kind of table stake given, I reckon. On a Friday afternoon, um, about to celebrate New Year, I would say family. Yeah. Well, that's nice because it, it, it's obviously a, a family business and, yeah. you know, everyone's here yeah. working as well. So that's lovely. So you fat family. And do you fam- get together outside of, I mean, I guess obviously you do, but you're you quite close-knit in terms of getting together at the weekends out of the workspace yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very important. That, that's one thing I learned when I came into it working with my father, I was much more talk about business the whole time. He's like, I need a break. So now we know that when we do talk about it, it's also important to have the breaks where we still have that father-son relationship. We're not just uh, business partners. Yeah. So do, do you have to be quite um, sort of disciplined about that? And, you know, is it as sort of organised as, okay, look, we don't talk about it once we've left the office or do we talk about it a bit and then your dad says, oh, that's enough? Or, yeah, as it goes. We talk about it until he tells me that's enough. <laughs> Depending on my mood, I listen the first time because please stop by the second time. We, yeah. When we're back talking about how I uh, used to be in the squash. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, thank you so much for your time and thanks for hosting me here at the Heath offices. Yeah, really great to, to hear how well it's doing and as it expands further and we'll be looking out for more products this Christmas, but thanks for your time. No, thank you very much. All right, you take care. Thanks to Harry and the team over at Heath for hosting me recently where we recorded the podcast. Really enjoyed chatting to him, such an interesting guy. And I think that idea of of seeing our daily routines of skincare and um, the, those bathroom routines, seeing them as a sort of wellness moment, I, I really identify with that. And I think, you know, putting those routines into your morning and evening is you know helps set up or end the day in, in the right way and and can be really a positive thing for for mental health and wellness so it's really interesting to to hear more about that from harry and obviously to hear how well the brand is doing and expanding into uh, so many other, other countries and um, talking about expanding the the range further as well but uh, yeah i think you know whenever you see the that Heath product line in store it just does look like a kind of the classy kind of racing green but I think as as he identified finding that real sweet spot of 
you know, it's not sort of super value, doesn't look too cheap. It's going to look great on your bathroom shelf, but is not sort of luxury prices. It's it's just Goldilocks thing, you know, just right, just in the middle. So um, great to hear more about that. And um, I hope you enjoyed the conversation as I did. Now, if you want to find out more about Heath, um, you can find them online at www.heathlondon.co.uk. That's heathlondon.co.uk. And on Instagram, they're at heath.skincare. That's heath.skincare, where you'll find um, loads of interesting content and um, all the product line, obviously, on their website and across retail, certainly here in the UK and many territories now around the world. So my thanks to Harry. Thanks to you, as ever, for listening. I really appreciate it. If you want to find out more about Man in the Mirror, you can do. It's at Man in the Mirror Pod on Instagram, and that's where you'll be able to search up um, previous guests. You can see who else has been on there. There's a link tree, and you can find all the other guests equally on your podcast platform of choice. If you search back, there's another four seasons there. So lots of interesting guests across all sorts of people, across uh, perfumery and... um, brand founders, all sorts of people. And um, even Richard E. Grant was there a few months back. So I'd love you to listen to a few more. And if you want to review and leave uh, some stars, that would be appreciated too. So thanks for listening. Thank you to Harry, as I said. And um, I'll see you next time on Man in the Mirror. Take care.